0: No, no, no. She's not a medical doctor, but she can sure cure your tax problems or your financial woes. She's the how to girl. It's the Dr. Friday Show. If you have a question for Dr. Friday, call her now, 737 WWTN. That's 737 9986. So here's your host, financial counselor, and tax consultant, Dr. Friday.
1: G'day, I'm Dr. Friday, and the doctor is in the house, at least the new house, the way we're doing it nowadays. So, if you'd like to join the show, you can at 615 737 9986. 615 737 9986 is the number here in the studio. You can join the show if you've got questions concerning taxes or money issues. Maybe you've received one of those love letters. We have gotten quite a few phone calls this week um, about people getting love letters, as I like to refer them, uh, letters from the Internal Revenue Service. Uh, uh, showing additional penalties due, and in some cases, they're not even showing the money that was paid at the time of filing so they're showing how much was paid throughout the year Uh, most of these are for equal payments they're talking about estimated taxes a large number of my listeners and people i do taxes are self-employed the irs has definitely jumped on it this year keep in mind all that money that has went out the door to help people survive the covid situation um, i think uh, the irs is definitely on top of their collections now we have seen several letters little things. I mean, two, $300 ones. I have one as low as $15. Um, They are definitely, uh, I think it's computer generated, so it's not like an individual sitting there, but they're basically looking at your prior year tax payments. So if you are an entrepreneur, a self-employed person, someone that receives a 1099, um, you are required to make four equal payments. So even though you might have, by the end of the year, had no money due, in fact, you may have had refunds. In several cases, we have had refunds. They are still charging you the failure to pay quarterly estimates and failure to pay uh, penalties on those. So that can be, it's not necessarily a high penalty. I believe it's 0.5%, but it's still a percentage and it's still a penalty. So if you got one of those love letters and you're not too sure what it's saying, because you're like, wait a second, I paid all my taxes by July 15th. Why do I owe taxes? Um, you might want to read the fine print a bit and find out that you may have paid it all on time as far as by the July 15th deadline, but you didn't pay it in the way the IRS is expecting it, which is in four equal payments. When you prepared your taxes, for example, your 2019, you should have also received four estimated vouchers. They would have normally, if you, depending on what time of the year you prepared them, if you provided them before the April, uh, the July 15th deadline, you may have saw where it said four fifteen, six fifteen, nine fifteen, and one fifteen. Um, now ours all showed seven fifteen for the first two and then nine fifteen and one fifteen. But either way, you had to make your first two quarterly. So if you have not paid your first two quarterlies for the year of twenty twenty and you are receiving ten ninety nines, that will be something you might want to consider. It is supposed to be paid and therefore there's a penalty. So that hopefully answers many of the questions that we had come in. Um, Also, the IRS does do matches. I had a letter this morning uh, from one of my taxpayers, um, someone I prepare taxes for, for the year of 2018. And the IRS has done some match, and they have changed his tax return. You will see it says, we've changed your tax return. We think this is what you owe. And it's a large dollar amount, um, around $10,000. And in his case, I don't believe it's going to happen, but we did not receive all the tax documents. He had some stock sales. He had changed financial advisors. We only had one of the two statements in his tax return. So if he did have a gain of $30,000, potentially – Um, he could actually owe $9,000 and some change to the IRS plus some penalties. So hopefully that will not be the situation, but we'll have to wait and see on that one. But if you do have that letter, you do need to respond. Do not throw that letter in the drawer thinking, oh, they'll figure it out. I didn't do anything wrong. Um, You know, sometimes it's just simple oversight. I've had it many times with gambling and stock. And in most cases, they only show the gross In some cases, nowadays, since basis is reported, they are showing the gains. So, you know, we just have to wait and see what's going to work, but you don't want to leave it on the table like that. If you've got questions, you received a love letter, or you haven't filed taxes in a number of years, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I need to get started. I really would love to buy a house, get married, you know, just maybe even, you know, without tax returns, you can't even help your kids go to college, right? So if you haven't filed and uh, you're looking to maybe get back onto the right track, you can call the show or you can call our office and we'll be giving that number out uh, soon. But the show number here is 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. Okay, so I've had um, about eight people in the last couple of weeks come in and we're talking offer and compromise. Of course, we start by the conversation of talking because in most of these cases, first thing we have to do is get the taxpayers and the compliance. So maybe they haven't filed taxes in the last 10 years, last six years, last 20 years. Uh, Doesn't make a difference what that number really is. The first important thing is we need to pull transcripts, find out what years you need to file and get those years filed at least up to the last 10 years of filing taxes. Unless the IRS has already filed taxes on your behalf, past that window. So maybe they file one in 2002, just in 2012, and it hasn't fallen off. We may need to address that one because especially for entrepreneurs, only thing the IRS knows about is your 1099s, right? They don't have any idea what you spent the money on. They don't know how many miles you put on your truck or if you're an over-the-road driver. They don't know what your per diems, and they don't have any idea about the wear and tear if you're your, if you're an owner-operator you know, on that vehicle. So you need to make sure that you file your taxes. No one likes to do it guys. It's just a fact of life. But the second thing we have to do is we have to start preempting 2020. I started with the conversation about making estimated payments. Part of that was because if you ever want to make a deal with the IRS, if you ever want to get in a payment plan, if you ever want to just get your life back, because the IRS may have, you know, kind of put a little dampen in it, really when it comes down to it, because you can't do all the things you want to do, then the first thing you need to do is start paying quarterlies. Not only do we need to find out, and in all honesty, it really doesn't make a difference how much money you owe in the past. I mean, besides the fact that we have to file the return so we know how much, the government can then get together, put all your penalties and interest, and voila, this is what you owe. The government can only get so much money over a certain period of time and the time clock then starts right you have 10 years from the date they receive the tax return for them to collect that's the first thing second thing we need to show that we're not going to continue the same process into the future which means we need to pay quarterly estimates and without those the revenue officers hands are somewhat tied they're required to make sure you stay in compliance and compliance means filing quarterly estimates so we try to get on schedule of having to make that money and a lot of my clients i will be quite honest i have them not only filing it on on the quarter but actually monthly uh because it's simpler for a lot of people i get my check you know for every four weeks or whatever and then we set aside a certain dollar amount and then every quarter we send that to uncle sam so that you're used to getting rid of that come on if you were employees guys You would have the money automatically coming out of your paycheck. In fact, right now, if you were an employee, a W2 truck driver over the road, you can't write off anything. No per diems, no wear and tear, nothing. Now, in most cases, you don't have any wear and tear because someone else is in charge of that vehicle. But- all I'm saying is a self-employed person, we have the ability to write off a lot of expenses. And that's not just for over-the-road drivers. I mean, any, any self-employed person from home office to you know, real estate fees, whatever it might be, whatever your profession is, we have those as long as we're tracking those expenses. So once we get you caught up, we file the years, we get you paying quarterlies, then we can start talking offering compromise. And that is basically coming to the ability to pay. What kind of income, what's your expenses, and most important, what kind of assets do you have? Because if you own a house and in the last 20 years all you've done is work really, really hard to pay that house off and, and you kind of forgot about your partner in business and so you never paid him his share or her share, however you want to look at the IRS, um, then, you know, what's next? Well, next is they're going to say, well, since you paid off the house, we're part of owner of this house. Right? Because you didn't pay us, but you paid off your mortgage. There you go. So we really don't want them to be partners in our house. So we have to start figuring out a way to pay them. Now, that would either be refinance the house, take the money out, which I know I've had more than one person sit at the office in my, uh, sit at the desk in my office and actually start crying because they have worked so hard to get that house almost paid off. They're at a point in life where their earnings aren't going up. They're going down. We all get to that point. And now, you know, they're trying to, the IRS has got a lien and and everything else. Now the liens on your home is going to happen no matter what. Okay. If you owe them more than $25,000, most likely if you own any property, there is a lien, um, that's just something that we can deal with once we know we're going. But at first, we have to move forward, which again, getting in compliance, showing that we're making payments. If you have a smaller amount due um, and we can get it below the 25000 after about four or five payments electronically and through a payment plan, we may be able to get that lien removed. Uh, but in other cases, it, it's going to come off when we finish the offer and compromise or you get into a payment plan in which you then can deal with the IRS. Right. So there are steps we have to take is what I'm saying. And they are possible, but be careful. If you are seriously a person that has IRS issues, don't just pick up the phone and call an 800 number and say, Oh, I need help. And the first thing they're going to tell you, I guarantee you, Oh, we can help you. This is going to be $500 a month, as much money that you can put down. And we're going to be doing this for a long time. How do they know? I mean, how do they know they can do an offer and compromise? How do they know they can prepare your taxes? How do they know anything? And they start the payment plan before they even know you and your true tax situation. When we come back after this break, I'm going to tell you about a situation where somebody actually thought they had a tax situation, contacted these companies. And um, you might be a little surprised on what kind of happened after they got a hold of me. If you want to join the show, you can at 615 737 We're going to be right back with the Dr. Friday Show. To join the show, ISU is six one five seven three seven nine nine eight six six one five seven three seven nine nine eight six. And as promised, we had a gentleman that came into our office. This was probably a year or two ago, and he had. Um, there was a at the time there was a lot of of calls coming from the uh, from fraudulent companies that basically said, hey, we've got IRS debt. We're going to come in. We're going to do a lien levy. Bring the police to your house if you don't pay us. So he called um, one of those companies, 1-800 numbers, um, and they set him up on a payment plan because they were going to deal with his IRS issues. And, um, he had heard my show or whatever and called me after the show. And I said, well, do you have issues? And he's like, well, I I don't really know. I didn't think I did, but you know, they called and I'm like, well, you know, this is a big scam. Long story short, this poor gentleman did not owe anything to the IRS. He was current in good standing. Meanwhile, this other company was going to start billing him $500 a month for whoever knows how long before they told him, well, you don't have any issues. You know? Okay. So I'm not saying that's the norm. It is not the norm, but I am saying that it's important that you make sure that if, if you, you know, if you have issues that you at least get just like, I I hate mentioning this guy on the radio, Dr. Electric, you know how it is. No, but he does have one good slogan at least. And that's always get a second opinion. There's no different in any industry, and that would include, especially when you're talking about dealing with the Internal Revenue Service, you want someone you can go into their office, you want someone that's going to be there, talk to, -to face-to-face, hopefully walk you through. Because keep in mind, an offer and compromise, a lot of people come in, I mean, I've had situations where people come in and in two months they're getting married. Not necessarily the best plan if you're doing an offer and compromise, because now you just brought in your new spouse, which... May legally not be responsible for your tax bill, but if they 're earning money, now your income can be one hundred percent used towards paying off the taxes, even though that may not be the deal you kind of made with the loved one um, so it is very important uh, sure. to know what the situation is, and you want to make sure you understand you know this that the IRS physically has about two years to settle your situation so it it doesn't normally, I will tell you on the average, I think, um, we are just, um, you know, dealing with normally six months to a year in, in between that time. Um, just going to say is the situation, but if that doesn't happen, uh, you know, make sure that we're dealing with something um, that, he, that we're dealing, you know, with that situation, but be prepared. Don't come in and think, oh, tomorrow I'm going to have this all fixed because it's not going to happen. Hey, we've got John in the borough. What do you got happening, John?
0: Yes, Dr. Friday.
1: Hey.
0: Yes, I've tra- uh, I got my 2018 uh, transcript from the RAS. The other day it said that i had not filed there's no file nothing on file but i have a credit card receipt that says that i did file in uh, early 2019 uh april 15th 2019
1: okay so what did do you, i do
0: what do i need to do
1: do you have a copy of the return or do you know who you yeah. used was it my services uh,
0: <laughs> no i
1: did the e-file okay i did a, but- uh,
0: a uh uh i forget the name I did online. Okay, so online,
1: you did one of the online ones, like Intuit or or H&R Block, right. one of those that they offer the free or do the online one. Well, if you have a copy of the return, my suggestion is make another copy, mail this, put it at the top, copy of return filed electronically, you know, four fifteen twenty nineteen, and then just submit it with that letter to the address that's in the top left corner of that letter, or, you know, there's an address up there. I know for a fact, um, and, and then mail it out. I would actually send a priority or something that you can track, right. So that, you know, Mm -hmm. that they've at least received it. And then within another six to eight weeks, you probably will receive a letter. If you owed money, then it will say you owed money. If you don't owe any money and you're waiting for a refund, then they'll give you a refund plus interest uh, because the tax return was sitting there and they hadn't processed.
0: So I need to send them a copy of my credit card receipt showing that it was paid.
1: I don't, um, the credit card, is that what you use to pay whatever you owed the IRS? Yes. Okay. How about the tax return itself?
0: I can I can uh, print it out. Yes, I've got prints of it too. Okay, as well. so that's
1: what you want to make sure. I would send them both, but you want to make sure you send them the physical tax return. They're not saying they didn't receive your money necessarily. They're saying they don't know how to apply it because they didn't receive the tax return.
0: So, so you need to,
1: yeah. So we just need to make sure that they get a second copy, and I would put copy on the top, and I would say filed on time or whatever filed on four fifteen nineteen. But they they may have received the money. They're just not too sure if you paid in the right amount. So if they can get a copy of the return, it may just zero everything out, and life will be perfect. um, Or, um, or they'll send you a love letter saying that you owe them more. Who knows? We'll wait and see. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thank you. Bye. All right, and that is a fairly typical situation, guys. We have that even, and that's why I was asking even in my office, there are times when the IRS just tells us they haven't received your return, even though we may have e-file tracking, we may have some sort of documentation. Um, I will say, if they charge you a late filing after you, and you do have some sort of proof that the return was filed, um, usually you can send a letter and request waiver of those. Now I will tell you if it's $15, I'm not going to waste my waiver on a $15 fee. Um, but if it's, you know, $200, it's well worth the situation of doing that. So just, you know, keep in mind that you are able to request a waiver. If that is something that is, you know, part of this conversation. Like I said, we have had probably 10 letters in the last couple of weeks of people, And most of almost all of them were because they didn't pay timely payments, Uh, but they all paid their bill basically on time. And in these letters, um, unfortunately, or, you know, they're scaring people to a point because they're not showing the payments that were actually made like on 715. So when they filed the tax returns electronically through us. They're showing all the credits that we showed. They're showing everything but the final payment. So in some cases, it says you owe $20,000, but wait a second. We paid you 19640 at the time, so now we're talking, you know, $350, and, the, and it shows that they charge the late filing for not paying quarterly payments and interest, um, but it's it's a bit confusing because everyone's like, well, wait a second, I paid it on time. I paid it by the 7-15. Why am I getting this? Also, we've had a couple situations where clients um, have contacted us and said, the money hasn't left the bank yet. Or we sent a check and the check hasn't been cashed yet. What should we do? And, you know, at this point, I'm suggesting people to go to the IRS.gov and actually pay, the, pay it electronically. If we get hit with a penalty, we can go back and have the conversation with the IRS because longer you wait, it doesn't make a difference, even if in most of these cases, they don't have proof that they put the check in the mail. They just know they mailed it, and there's no reason to think they didn't, uh, but they don't have any kind of tracking saying, okay, we know the IRS received this on this date. They just put the check in a regular envelope, mailed it by July 15th, and it never made it. So if that's the case, then you want to make sure that you go on, in my opinion, let's do it electronically this time. Let's go to irs.gov, click on pay, make a payment, and then if and, – and they're going to charge a late fee at this point because they don't know about the other payment. But at that time, you know, now the clock stops. IRS received full payment. Now we can talk about penalties and interest if there is some that will come in later. Um, also – Uh, Just got uh, an email or or text actually from someone that asked about PPP. Um, PPP forgiveness is on the table now, guys. It is out there. Most of the banks are, are getting apps open. We've filed several of them. Many people were still waiting for the HEALS Act to find out if that was going to pass because part of it part of the original conversation was if people had received PPP for less than a hundred thousand, all of that was just going to be automatically forgiven. I think they were trying to find a way to help the SBA. Can you imagine trying to process every single one of these? I will tell you, if you're looking for work, go to the SBA website. They say they are looking for applicants. So there is uh, maybe something there they're creating jobs. So um, anyways, so if, you, um, received PPP money and anyone that received it knows what I'm talking about. If you did receive it, uh, it's time to go ahead and look for and start working on forgiveness. And again, you do want to talk to your tax person, make sure forgiveness is the best route to go. Um, You know, make sure that you are on the same page as what the tax implications could be one way or the other so that you don't create a bigger tax bill at the end of the year because you got $100,000 in PPP. You earn the same amount of money as pretty much you were earning the year before, maybe a little less. But now that $100,000 that you had in payroll the year before is gone because you paid it through PPP. So now you have... Income tax basically do maybe on $80,000 more income. Now, this is only for people that didn't get hit as hard as others. Many of my small restaurants, even though they lost their whole inside situation, they managed to do deliveries. I mean, these guys found ways to keep their doors open and the same employees employed during this hard time. So, you know, kudos to all small business owners because I think most of them are – always thinking two steps ahead of most of us to find out if they could find a way of, you know, just keeping things going and keeping the the, the lights on. And, you know, then, of course, PPP came along, and it's actually really given them some relief. But it may be causing tax problems come January of next year on some of these cases. So um, we just want to make sure that you're making the right choice. Don't just jump to the conclusion, yes, I want free money, I want free money. Um, you know, like anything else, there can be recourses to anything that is free. Um, so just, you know, we don't want to have a tax issue later for something that could be possibly controlled at a 1% interest now. And you would have to pay it back. So what's, what's that really mean? So if you have questions and you don't have a tax person, you need to give us a call. Our number will be coming up in a minute. We're going to take a break. and we get back? We'll get to your phone calls at 615 737 737 9986 We'll be right back. about my favorite subject taxes and believe it or not guys September 15th for corporations LLCs and all other entities that are not singly owned have a due date September 15th guys that is less than 30 days away and the big date October 15th for everyone that has procrastinated including me to file our personal tax returns so if you have business returns September 15th personal returns October 15th. That's going to be here before you know it. Time flies. Trust me, it is already August, end of August almost. So, you know, time to start thinking about the more important things like taxes, and then comes the holidays, and guess what? Then taxes. Um, So so we don't want to have any major surprises. Another thing you really need to think about, right now it is quieter than, and, and we haven't had the window of opportunity that maybe we've had prior in other years, because normally we have the April 15th and then a big window until September 15th and then October. Um, and we haven't had that, but, you know if something major has happened this year i get people all the time they're selling real estate they're um uh, cashing out stocks right now the stock market is doing pretty darn good and many people are afraid so they're like oh i'm going to go ahead and cash out while I'm ahead but what does that mean to you for taxes maybe a divorce has happened and you've always been claiming married with two children and now You're going to be theoretically either head of household or even single and not able to claim the children. What is that going to mean on your tax return? Now's the time to think about it. Had a gentleman in just um, yesterday, Friday, yes. Um, And um, in his situation, he is um, single, but he was married and he was trying to figure out a situation. And he's been claiming though, married with two. That's where the married two, but in all honesty, he's really married and zero, but he is now divorced. So now he is single and zero, but he was claiming all the way up from January to today, married and two. Now the divorce happened in January. He didn't think he'd have to worry about it because it would tell the date of divorce, but Uh, There's a little trivia for you. And since I can't really see you, we're going to play a little virtual game. How many of you think that the divorce would happen? It's just as of the date and from anything that happens after that date. So in his case, he got divorced in January. Let's just say January 21st of 2020. So the first 20 some days of January is going to be as a married couple. The rest of the year would be as a single person. If you have your hand up right now in our little virtual world, you're wrong. What you will have is no matter what, I had a couple that physically divorced December 30th of uh, 2018, I think it was. Um, And he thought, well, we were married the entire year, but the last couple days we're going to be claiming married, right? And I'm like, no, you're divorced. As of that date, you're divorced for the whole year. Now, the wonderful thing, this actually works the other way, too. If you got married on December 30th, you would be considered married for the entire year, even though you might have been claiming single. But that doesn't have the same effect. So going up is a lot easier. So you claim single all year and then you got married. It might not have a huge effect. But if you were claiming married all year and then at the end of the year you get divorced and now you are single, you had too much taxes come out and not enough people to offset it. So, you know, now's the time. Revisit the W-4 form. Uh, you might need to think about it. And I will tell you... I. I am not a big fan of the current W-4. It may be a culmination of 20-plus years of filling out a W-4 form for clients that we kind of knew what we wanted to put on there. And this new one doesn't really ask the same questions as far as I'm concerned. Maybe it's just different and I'm not taking it well. But anyways, you want to make sure that you have the right dependence. And the easiest way to do that partially is... Once you've filled out the W form, the next payroll, look at the withholding tax. In fact, I would challenge every single person listening to me right now to at least look at your current pay stub and look at the withholding, not just this period, but for the year to date. If you are single you should be getting somewhere in the ballpark of almost 10%. So if you've made 70,000, you should have in the ballpark of 65 to $7,000 in federal withholding. If you are married, it'll be about half that, probably about 4,000. And these are rough numbers, people, not not something you're gonna mark. And you can go to irs.gov and look up the table to get the exact number it may be something you need to do, especially if every year your taxes are being prepared either by yourself or by a preparer and you're sitting there going, why in the good book do I owe money every single year? And the reason will be is because you don't have enough coming out. It's simple math people. You don't have to be a genius to figure this out. And normally you're married in most of these cases or you're a single person working two jobs. Now, You know, you can make adjustments and that's the best way to do it. I have no problem with most people, as long as you have the money, owing, you know, $500 or less. In fact, I kind of like it because that means the IRS gave you a loan for $500 and you didn't have to pay for it. But a lot of people prefer small refunds. So if you get a couple hundred dollars back, that's awesome. Getting thousands of dollars back, my opinion, you just wasted a lot of money because the IRS also doesn't pay you interest. So um, giving an interest-free loan to the Internal Revenue Service, mm, no, not, not really the best plan as far as I'm concerned. I think you could do a lot better with the money, especially if you have any kind of debts, even if it's just the mortgage. You know, you, you set aside enough of that, you can make an extra mortgage payment and something like I heard one that if you make an extra mortgage, one or two extra mortgage can take off years off of your uh, payments. Uh, So that's awesome. Anytime you can save interest at the same time, that would be wonderful. So um, I just got an email from someone and they ask, how do I know what my filing status is? And that's a great question because you sit there and you think, well, that's kind of simple, right? Are you married? No, then you're single. If you're married, yes, then you're married but that's not quite the way it works, is it? Because if you're single, do you have children or are you watching your parent or is your parent live with you or some other individual that is a dependent of yours? That could make you, what, head of household, right? Um, if you're married, But doesn't mean you have to file a tax return with that person so you could be married or married filing separately. So nothing in taxes are necessarily totally black and white. So, you know, a single person is just a non-married person that is not being claimed by anyone else. This became quite a challenge in 2019 because there are a lot of parents... They're under the misimpression, apparently, that because their children live in their home and that their children are now over the age of 18, that they are still dependents. Because they seem like they're eating out of their refrigerator, they're paying their child's health insurance, and they're paying for their car insurance, and they're paying their room and board. Sounds like support to me. But because of the stimulus, everything changed, right? So uh, many 18-year-olds, even 17-year-olds that worked, Uh, Became their own individual, and parents lost out. And I get it because parents were only getting $500. The stimulus check was $1,200. Again, doesn't take to be a genius to figure out which number you'd like to have. But um, you know, we may we may be revisiting that number again come 2020. Who knows? We'll have to see what the situation is. It's not going to change as far as how much you get for the child, but. In many cases, parents truly are providing more than 50% of these children's care. So what is married? Married is two people. As long as you are married by December 31st of that year, you are considered married. Um, Married filing separately is just two people that are married, but choose to file separately. And you have to be very careful on the itemized deduction big mistake that married filing separately people do, because they each file their own tax return, they don't really pay any attention, is that if one person itemizes, the other has to, which means that if one person pays the mortgage interest, property taxes, gives a lot of money to charity, and they exceed $12,200 this year, the other person has to itemize. And maybe all they have was sales tax. They didn't Pay the mortgage interest. They don't have property taxes, didn't give anything. So maybe they only so instead of them qualifying for the twelve thousand two hundred dollars that is standard deduction, they can only claim the sales tax, whatever that number is. It may be a hundred dollars. Um it whatever that is. So that is the tricky part of married filing separately that I often find to be um not correct on returns whenever I'm reviewing that information. So, um, again, if you're married filing separately, you do either both have to itemize or both take the standard deduction. And if both are itemizing, it doesn't mean your difference. If you meet the standard deduction or not, you are forced into itemizing. If your spouse exceeds itemization. So kind of important thing. And then the last, uh, just as a final thing to the email person, um, head of household is anyone that has one qualified child or dependent. One of the big uh, areas that, um, again, 2019 kind of changed, but in most situations, sometimes you have a parent that lives solely off Social Security. They live in the home with you. Um, They are usually considered a dependent. If they are only receiving Social Security, that is considered non-earnings, and therefore that person can be a dependent. 2019, again, that changed things to a point because everybody on Social Security apparently was entitled to the stimulus check as well. Um, So by opening up that door, you actually ended up possibly taking some people off as dependent. Again, it's a simple, dependent was $500. That's what that person would have gotten. The stimulus check was $1,200. So it was simple math who was going to get it and if somebody did claim you as a dependent in 18, did not claim it in 19, but you did not see your stimulus check, you probably will still receive it. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff going on in the IRS. Of course, there's still talk about a second stimulus that's on the HEALS Act. I don't know if that's going to happen yet. We're all standing around trying to wait and find out what's going to happen um, with the, the new passing of some of these laws and other things. So as soon as I know, you will know. All right, we're going to take our last break. If you want to join the show, now would be the time you pretty much have to ask the questions. If you want to know the answers and there really is absolutely no silly questions. Seriously. I have people come in and say, Oh you I'll think I'm so stupid or I'm not this seriously No, I think anyone that doesn't ask questions is going to be the person that's going to try to or probably end up in trouble. So feel free to ask the questions when you get a chance. The phone number here is uh, 615-737-9986. We'll be right back with the Dr. Friday Show. So if you had any questions this week, you probably need to call 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. Otherwise, you're going to be holding your breath until next week. I will be back. You can't get rid of me that easily. All right. So um, again, I'm going through some of my emails from this week. Another one was they used an online service, just like the gentleman that did call, um, you know, if you make $69,000 or less, there are some free tax services and there is absolutely nothing wrong with getting something done for free. Here's the issue I have with this is that the few people that have come into my office is they don't have access to the returns later. They either have to print them out and unfortunately in some cases, some of my clients do not do that. um, So they don't really have proof. And if you make more than $69,000 a year, you can actually... um, deal with it or pay for, uh, you know, the more there is. So, you know, it, it can become not free, but you do have the availability of using it. Um, I will say that I use Intuit products, which is part of the TurboTax family and TurboTax, they do offer for free for some people. And I have been known to send more than one person to let them do their own taxes. I don't think every single person in the world needs to have a tax person prepare the taxes. I do believe there is a large number of people that probably should not be preparing their own taxes. It is a matter of, well, my opinion is, if you're self-employed, you need a second opinion. Sometimes you may think something is A, a tax deduction, or B, not take deductions that you're entitled to. I think if you have rental properties properly depreciating and putting the information in what is repairs and maintenance and what is actually capital improvements, is important to know and you know things like that if you have a farm a schedule c llcs those are the kinds of things that you probably need to have someone work up depreciation schedules and things like that so if for some reason you are you know doing your own taxes and it's a w-2 or you and your wife have w-2s and that's all and nowadays it's off it's, it's more difficult to itemize so many of you are not itemizing I mean, come on. I think you can probably handle putting two W2s in and dealing with it. If you end up showing a balance due, that's when we get back to someone needs to go in and adjust their W4s. Again, doesn't take a math genius here to figure out someone didn't pay in enough. And if you're not too sure which person, um, or maybe, you know, the husband or the wife, does it doesn't make a difference? One person is a larger breadwinner than the other. The other one maybe works part-time, maybe even takes care of the kids or, or whatever has a hobby. Um, Then you might want to just change that person if it's $3,000 or less one more dependent. So if you're married and three, go down to married and two. Um, and if it's been a whole year, I might tell you go to married and zero for the rest of this year. And then January 1st, jump back up to married and two, because we have to way overcompensate for the fact that you have been underpaying for almost nine months, uh, on your taxes. So you need to make sure that you're compensating. Last thing anybody wants to do is put their tax dollars in and then, or tax return in and come back with, Oh, you owe money. And now, especially, for any of you who are like, my, like myself, filed extensions, paid my quarterlies, but, you know, to be quite honest, did an estimate based on the best of my things. Um, but I have a lot of moving parts. I'm waiting for other companies to turn into me, things like that. And so I don't always know if I'm going to have enough in and then there's going to be penalties for either not paying in enough. Now, I do always try to overcompensate and figure I can roll it over into the next year. Uh, but you know, it doesn't always work to be quite honest. And so, you you know, you do your best, you file an extension that way, at least you don't get failure to file penalties. And then you're able to go in and make the things, but sooner you can calculate your taxes to make sure you do not owe money. Even if you don't want to send them, until October fifteenth, my suggestion is make the tax appointment. If you want to make a tax appointment at my office, all you have to do is go to drfriday.com and click on calendar. We are opening up more and more dates as uh, as we get closer to the new deadlines that are coming up. But again, all you want to do is drfriday.com and you can go into that. All right, let's hit Steve real quick because our clock is ticking down. Hey, Steve.
0: Yes, ma'am. How are you today?
1: I am awesome.
0: Okay, complicated question, complicated for me anyway. Uh, my mother-in-law passed away, and she had filed bankruptcy and was involved in a class action lawsuit. Long story short, my wife is getting about $14,000 back from that money. What percentage of it is taxed? How much taxes would she have to pay off of that?
1: Um, well, if it's class – do you know if it's for loss of earnings or – I mean, class action no, it usually was, means like it, – it was helpful. not
0: loss of earnings. It was uh, medical.
1: Okay. So medical, there's no income tax. If it's like she got cancer because she worked with asbestos kind of deal, that, and, she's, and she's living with that kind of situation, that should not be taxable income to her, only when loss of wages come into play.
0: Okay. She's passed away, my mother-in-law. It's, and my uh-huh. wife's a beneficiary, so the money is, is coming to her.
1: And it should be tax-free money. It'd be like a life insurance in essence.
0: Okay. Uh, good to know. Okay. I was, thinking, was that Good to know. I appreciate yeah. your time. Thank you. No
1: problem. Thank you.
0: Uh-huh.
1: All righty. That was a great question, actually. Um, and we don't get too many, but you know, you always see those on TV sometimes, you know. Um, and you always wonder. My dad liked ortho, so you wonder if he actually had anything because he died of cancer. But, you know, I don't know, and we'll never know. Um, All right. So if you want to join, Um, If you want to set up an appointment, go to drfriday.com. If you have questions and you're not too sure where to start, feel free to email me, friday at drfriday.com. That is actually probably one of the fastest ways. You can also call or text my phone. My phone is 615-367-0819. You can text that number um, as well as leave a message or call. Um, Again, 615-367-0819. If you haven't done taxes in a number of years. You're behind. You don't know where to start. Our meetings, our first consultation is always free guys. I don't know if will will be able to help you or not, but I do want to make sure that we start on the right track. If you, at least when we can sit down and maybe that I have to get a power of attorney, you may decide that it's, it's too much or you don't want to deal with it. And I'm not talking about the money too much, just too much to deal with going backwards and getting it all squared away. You need to make sure that you have what you need, no matter what, and you need to start and baby step sometimes. And, you know, sometimes to be quite honest, entrepreneurs attract entrepreneurs. So that means that you may be married to somebody or, you know, maybe you married someone that has tax issues and, you know, you just want to like, get behind and move forward with that. So, um, you know, we want to be able to do whatever we need to do and go from there. All right, let's see. I think we might have enough time. Let's try her. Diana. Hi. Hi there, sweetheart. Um, My question is, I just filed my taxes last month for 2018
0: and 19, and I'm getting, I got one refund check already for 2018, but I've not got my direct deposit for 2019. My question is, will I get a stimulus check since I didn't ever get it?
1: Yes, you started the time clock for them to be able to issue it once you filed the 18 and/or 19. Um, it usually what I'm being told about 90 days or so that the, you might see that separate, it's going to probably come in a check form, but they do have your direct deposit, so keep an eye either way. I think they're doing them through checks now, um, but yes, you will get the1200 dollars or if you have children, whatever the situation might be, but the stimulus will come to you. yes, ma'am. How long is it time to get the 2019? Well, deposit. if it was e file the direct deposit should come within 21 days unless they put a hold. We've had several of them where they're trying to match incomes up, and so we've had some delays. But normally, with 21 days is the statistic. Okay. If it's past that, you can go onto to irs.gov and click on Where's My Refund and see if they give you an update. Okay. It's been three All right. weeks today. Okay. All right. So just – You know, check it, and they might tell you that it's been direct deposited or it's on its way. It's usually done on Wednesdays, I think. I mean, it usually hits banks on Wednesdays. Okay, thank you. Okay, no problem. Thank you. Great question, and I appreciate you guys' question. Again, let me give you my information out because the climb clock is ticking away here. Um, If you want to reach me, you can give us a call at 615-367-0819. You can also text that number. You can set up an appointment at drfriday.com. Or you can also find out who this crazy person is so you know a little bit more about who I am and my company. Or you can just email Friday at drfriday.com. Friday at drfriday.com. We are, uh, I'm an uh, enrolled agent licensed with the Internal Revenue Service to do taxes and representation. Been doing this for 20 plus years. It's something that as most people will know, I love taxes. I love helping people trying to figure out what we need to do. Save as much money on our tax returns, but yet always be able to, you know, justify those numbers that are on the return. Last thing we want to do is do a tax return two years later, someone comes back and says, oh, prove those miles. And then you're sitting there scratching your head. Don't want that. We want to make sure that we can keep ourselves safe, but also not pay any more taxes that we have to. So if you've got questions, back issues, maybe you just need a review of your tax return, make sure you've got the right tax person helping you. Do it all the time. And I will tell you many times, send you right back to that tax person because they are doing a great job. You want to reach me, 615-367-0819 go to drfriday.com is the website you can get my phone number my address and everything off there or you can just email your questions friday at drfriday.com again friday like the day of the week at drfriday.com i hope you guys have a wonderful saturday hope you work your way through uh keep the weather nice and you guys can enjoy doing all the things you like to do outside and we'll be able to move forward i can't really hear the music but hopefully i'm talking anyways um so if you want uh i'll be here again next saturday talking taxes making sure that we get everything we need and if you guys haven't uh, filed your taxes yet remember it's due october 15th for individuals and september 15th for businesses so you want to make sure you file those on time and make sure you've got those going in the right direction all right we're going to cut, cut the show 615-367-0819 copulator